You're listening to the Realized Empath Podcast, where we get real about loving and stumbling through our sensitive lives with your host and holistic counselor, Kristen Schwartz, who helps redefine what's possible for an empath who embraces a path of self-healing. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Realized Empath Podcast. I'm Kristen Schwartz. I'm so glad that you joined me today. So I don't know if you tuned in last week, and if you didn't tune in last week, I would suggest you go and check out episode 11. We talk about the nervous system, and we kind of go into details about how it works, because today what we're going to cover is actually how to regulate our nervous systems. So I've been working on getting my nervous system, my mind, and my body out of survival mode for years, but it took me a long time to get to a place where I could step in before my nervous system became fully activated to a place where I could finally feel safe. So when we're initially triggered, so we can say triggered or we can say a trauma reminder. Um, When we're first triggered, our body will send us little clues that if we step in early on, we can prevent our nervous system by going before it gets fully activated. So it's not an easy task, and it hasn't been easy for me. It took a lot. It takes me being present for as many of the moments of my life as I can. So I have to notice my feelings. I have to pay attention to my body. I have to, as soon as I start to notice that I'm being triggered by something, either a behavior an action, a smell, a memory, as soon as I notice that I'm being triggered, my job is to become the watcher of what's occurring inside my body. So whether that be a tightness in my chest. So what does that fear feel like that's happening inside my body once I'm triggered? And can I just watch it without adding thought or story or going back and relating it to past pain, therefore pointing outward at whoever I believe is the one who triggered me, and then seeing them as a threat similar to that of my past. So can I just say present for what's happening within my body and allow that stored energy that is stored in my body from past trauma, allow it to move through me today so I can be free of it for good? So if you're anything like me, maybe you don't realize you're holding on to energy and or trauma. So we're all holding on to energy and the energy, it's the energy that didn't fully move through us from the past. And it's that energy that gets stirred up when we're triggered. So each time we're triggered in the now, it's an opportunity to allow ourselves to free up that old energy and allow it to move through us fully. And once we, are, we allow that energy to move through us fully, we can then be free from it, free for good. So staying present in our triggers means fully experiencing our emotions, watching the feelings bubble up in our body, noticing the fear swirl in our mind, without adding additional thought, stories, commentary, without reacting to the outside world in terms of what triggered us to begin with, and 
also without distracting ourselves. So the goal here is, is to fully experience what's going in our, on in our bodies when, we're rem- when we are reminded of our trauma. That means without suppression, without distraction, and without pushing those emotions, feelings, energy back into our body where we had stored it from the past. So the heavier the unprocessed energy is under our triggers, the easier it is for our nervous system to activate and our behaviors to then flip into survival mode. So when we're talking about behaviors, then we're talking about our coping mechanisms that we developed usually in childhood to actually cope and survive that original trauma. Because our original trauma then developed into a fear-based way of thinking around that pain. And it's that fear-based way of thinking and looking at our past pain that we filter our current life through. Our nervous system is responsible for our body's fight and flight response or flight response, which we talked about in more detail last week. So our our, sympathetic system is activated during emergency situations or stressful situations. Our parasympathetic system then returns the body to a balanced state. It calms it down after it's been activated. So these two systems within our nervous system work together. And when they work together, they bring harmony. So like a balance. So however, like when when the balance is thrown off due to past trauma, chronic stress, absence of social support, unfortunate living situations, our nervous system can become dysregulated. Like we talked about last week, dysregulated is we spend so much more time in that activated state or the parasympathetic system isn't able to bring us down to that calm state. So it's those two systems that are out of balance that is what it's what dysregulation is. So in a dysregulated state, we're overly triggered into fight or flight without a state of rest to balance it out. Here's something essential to you to understand as a highly sensitive person is that our nervous system doesn't usually need the big emergencies or high stress circumstances to feel dysregulated or to get dysregulated. We can become dysregulated under simple or minor stressors. So I can easily find myself dysregulated over trivial situations because my system is so sensitive and due to how many years I spent in more in fight or flight and less in a calm state, it's easier for that switch to flip because my body's used to being in that hypervigilant, dysregulated state. So when I say the word trivial, I'm not saying it in judgment meaning that that's a bad thing. I don't wish to be like someone else. On the contrary, what I'm saying is I honor my body and its needs and I have compassion for the trauma that I've lived through. I say trivial trivial because I'm aware that most people would not experience dysregulation under the same conditions. So to someone else, it might seem minor or trivial, but to my system, something that someone would consider trivial is actually something quite dysregulating. And that's why it's so important to understand that 
what traumatizes us, what dysregulates our system is unique to the individual. And there really is no room or space for judgment because we were all so different. So what can we do to support our body and mind as we begin this journey in healing our nervous systems? So let's start first by talking about two necessary components of healing the nervous system. There's co-regulation and there's self-regulation. So self-regulation is the ability to recognize that when something or someone triggers us, we need to take a moment to breathe or otherwise like bring down our level of arousal, arousal before we respond. So it requires a level of awareness and ability to reflect. And this type of processing is often referred to as a top-down way of processing. So you were thinking our way through what our body is doing. And then there's co-regulation. So co-regulation is soothing the nervous system to baseline through safe relationships and other people's nervous systems. So this process begins in childhood and has a huge impact on how safe we feel and how trusting we are in relationships moving forward. So it's through the soft, gentle, soothing nature of a parent when we are activated that we discover how our activated nervous systems can actually return to calm through safe connection. That through a connection to another human body, our bodies can actually regulate to their state of calmness. So this healthy, the healthy modeling of co-regulation sets the child up to have healthy relationships, trusting relationships in adulthood. Co-regulation can often bring down our level of arousal more rapidly than self-regulation. So here's a real kicker when it comes to co-regulation. Many of us, including myself, hold deep interrelational trauma. So interrelational trauma is trauma caused by and through relationships To heal that trauma requires the one thing that I spent most of my life avoiding, and that was relationships, deep connection. So the first time I heard, we heal trauma through safe relationships, I thought, well, crap, I'm in trouble. Because I wasn't willing to take what feels to me like a huge risk to build a safe relationship. I didn't even know what that looked like. So it was like someone was saying to me, hey, you know that thing that's caused you the most trauma? You heal that trauma through the thing that caused the trauma. Like I couldn't wrap my brain around it. But the reason why I really couldn't wrap my brain around it because I didn't have a frame of reference. I didn't, I didn't know what I didn't know. And that was what does a safe relationship look like? What does it, what does it look like? So I had to really um, be patient with myself and I will say this, I, ha- I have my own trauma-informed coach. Um, and so through that relationship, I'm aiding myself in healing inside a safe connection. And that's why I became a certified, certified in trauma-informed care too, so then I can provide that safe connection to others as well. So what do your relationships look like? Do you feel heard and understood? Do you feel safe expressing your pain? Do those around you provide an environment of co-regulation? 
well, how are you at co-regulating when other people are upset? So those are all like really important questions to start asking yourself around co-regulation. Was it modeled to you? So like me, you may find self-regulation easier and that's okay. But co-regulation is a necessary component, a component of healing. But in terms of my own personal journey, I started with self-regulation and I got really, really good at that until I was ready to move into co-regulation and really start developing safe relationships where I could heal inside of those. So some of my go-to methods of self-regulation are consciously attending to my breathing. Some of my go-to methods of self-regulation are consciously attending to my breathing. I do this by inhaling deeply and then exhaling to the count of four. When we prolong our exhale, it activates that part of our nervous system that brings our body back to a state of calm. So consciously focusing on that exhale and trying to make that longer will help our body relax. Also, be mindful. Are you just filling your chest or can you fill your belly on the inhale? So I wasn't, I didn't realize until I started doing conscious breathing that I wasn't inhaling all the way. I wasn't getting the oxygen to the deepest part of my lungs. So that ended up being something that made a huge difference for me. Another way I self-regulate is exercise and movement. I'll exercise for well-being and strength, but I also use exercise as self-regulation. If I've experienced something that's brought about, let's say, a feeling of anxiety in my chest, I will use exercise to move the energy. Awareness of body sensations, like I said earlier, how is your body feeling? What emotions are coming up? Can you stay present in the movement of that energy? Can you allow that energy that's associated with something from the past, can you now allow it to move through you in the present moment? Caring for your body and nourishing your body. Why is this self-regulation? Because when our body and mind are working at their top level, we're going to be able to handle stressors much better. Meditation and prayer, self-expression, it's been huge for me. I love to write, but art, music, dance, all expressions, caring and nurturing self-talk, cold plunges, not the most comfortable activity, but I've learned through cold plunges, and this can be cryotherapy, this can be cold showers, this can be you have an ice tub on your back porch. But when we get into ice cold water, our body responds just as it would in fight or flight. And when you're in a safe, controlled environment, you can actually soothe your body back to baseline consciously. Another one that I love to use is shaking. So sometimes still, I will get nervous before a session or before teaching a class. And to move that energy through me before I sit down for a session, I will stand up and I will shake my body, shake my arms, shake my hands out, shake my legs. It really does help. Tapping. So this is amazing. If you have 
never experienced tapping, I would suggest getting on YouTube and just looking up a video and going through like a quick five-minute tapping session with somebody um, on their YouTube channel. It's powerful. I've used acupuncture, which I thoroughly enjoy. I journal every day. And singing too actually helps reset the vagal nerve. So singing in the car, singing to music in your office, it all works to self-regulate. So here's the bottom line, you guys. Much of our well-being is about balance. And what we and that's what we strive for here, right? Is balance. We want our body to alert us to real danger. And we want our body to return to calm after the threat has subsided. But unfortunately, like many of us have experienced, many things throw that balance off. And living in a chronic state of imbalance makes our life feel like we're in a continual state of suffering. So we can begin today to take small steps, small daily steps to restore balance to our nervous system. So what do you need? Could you add some more self-regulation into your day? What about co-regulation? How are your relationships? Do you have a safe place to return to calm after a storm? All amazing questions for you guys to ponder until we come back together next week. Thank you for joining me. I wish you a week of healing, restoration, and love. Next week, I have a special guest, Kat Fowler, on the podcast. We are going to be talking about energy, the empath, the highly sensitive person, and it is going to be a great show. So tune in next week. Don't forget the Healed Empath is still available for pre-order. Have you have not ordered your copy, go ahead and do that. I can't wait to do a book club with you guys when it hits the stores in January. I will see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Realized Empath Podcast. Revisit past episodes or contact Kristen at realizedempath.com. Did you love this episode? Please share it with a friend. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, sensitive souls.